Hi, I'm Jen and this is your Simple and Spacious Business, a podcast to support you to find more ease, space and intentional growth in your work. If you've been here in the orbit of my work for a while now, you will know that I have always been very devoted to the path of doing business my own way, of showing up always from a place of alignment with my values and opting out of industry norms that don't feel true for me. Has this meant that I've grown slower than others who've been doing this a similar amount of time to me? Probably, though I don't use a lot of energy comparing myself in that way. The deepest truth I know in my business is that I don't want any of the success that comes with sacrificing my values in the process to get there. I want my business to feel human, easeful and rooted in purpose and joy instead of just a blinkered obsession with growth for growth's sake. And I've seen people make beautiful things happen in their business from this place of deep integrity too. So I know it's possible. And I know it's possible for my own journey too. After eight years now of being consistently booked out and able to make a steady income for my business that enables me to be the breadwinner for our family while working at a slow and gentle pace alongside the realities of my chronic illness too. We all have our own inner compass in our business with what does and doesn't feel in alignment with our values. And I think it's important to note that this is a gray area. It's up to each of us to define this for ourselves in both our own behavior and the behavior of the people we're drawn to for guidance and inspiration too. So these next five pointers I'm gonna talk you through aren't meant to be a judgment on you if they are something that feels in alignment for you in your business. I just wanna share them in case they're the permission slip and encouragement you need if they don't feel right for you, but you worry that they're essential for you to thrive in your work. Okay, first is always to be selling success. This is advice you'll often come across in the coaching industry to always be selling success, to be sharing a version of your life that seems desirable and attracts clients that want a life like that too. You're encouraged not to not really share the messy parts or share them in a way that kind of still sells that desirable outcome and to always be sharing an aspirational image of your life. And I get it. I follow people who do this and I can see how it works as a business technique. But for me, the messy human parts are the parts I'm most interested in and encouraged by. And it just feels kind of manipulative to me to try and sell an unrealistic version of success. Nor do I want to attract clients and customers who expect me to always be playing that manipulated role too. I want to show up, give my clients and customers 100% while also honoring the fact that I'm a human being too. I can't show up if I have to play a manipulated role or a part and I trust that my experience and word of mouth and the ways I give value for free is enough to make working with me an easy yes for the people that I'm a right fit for, all with my own messy humanity along for the ride too. Next up is selling to people's pain points. This is pretty standard marketing advice that you've probably come across to identify what people's pain points are and target them through our sales copy. And I get it from a logical point of view. This is a really effective marketing technique, but ethically, it doesn't really align with my values. I instead like to focus on my clients' hopes, dreams, and goals, on what I believe is possible for them, what they want to believe is possible for them, all while not selling something that makes promises it's not humanly possible to keep. I really believe in treating our potential clients and customers with respect for our marketing and recognizing their inherent wholeness instead of trying to take advantage of their struggles and framing it as brokenness. I see my offerings as an invitation to dive deeper together and for someone to have support in their journey, but I in no way believe that my audience aren't capable of beautiful things without working together. And leaving these icky marketing tactics at the door is also, I think, how I'm able to feel really confident and steady when showing up and selling in my business. 
because to me it feels less like selling and more just making that invitation and I trust that my clients are the experts in knowing if and when an offering is right for them. Okay, third on the list is to always be upselling. Now, this isn't terrible business advice. It makes sense to build a value ladder type business model where there's always another level for a client and customer to go. What I mean here is that I don't see my current clients and customers as people here for me to sell more to. I'm all in during the work together and if they want to dive deeper together again, I'll be all in with them again. But I don't always want to be in the headspace of chasing another sale and always trying to manipulate the client relationship to get that extra sale too. And I'm also taking this even further with my newest offering, Your Simple and Spacious Business, which as of recording is open for enrollment and 80% of spots have already been booked. So if you'd love to join us or if by the time you listen to this, enrollment is closed and you want to join the waitlist for the next enrollment, you can through the link in the show notes. And with this offer, I have very intentionally priced it as a lifetime offer. So that means someone pays for a year and then continues to get access to this program and everything inside for as long as I may run it after that. And that might sound kind of crazy as a business owner to stop someone's ability to pay me again, but I really love the lifetime model. It feels like a beautiful way to offer value and to make a higher priced offering an easy yes for someone too. And I love how once they're inside and finish their payment plan, they know that they'll never have to pay a single penny ever again, but will continue to get all the support inside. It feels so good to be offering this type of offer. And yes, that means I'm going to have to really intentionally focus on attracting new potential customers to this program over the years. But that feels really aligned for me for the lifetime access that they get once they've joined. All of this to say, you don't have to always be chasing the next sale from your current clients and customers. You can have a really intentional value ladder built out. That's super smart to do in our business. But you can also give your clients and customers breathing room to figure out what's best for them. Instead of feeling like you should always be chasing the next sale from them. Next is the business advice to always chase more, more, more. You're going to come across a lot online that's always encouraging us to reach for the next goal and go to the next level. And honestly, it sounds kind of exhausting to me. I have found so much freedom in my business by defining what enough means to me and then shaping my business model around facilitating that enough number in a really simple and spacious way. And that doesn't mean that we can't ever expand what enough means to us. I've been earning the same enough number for years now in a really spacious way. And this year, I'm increasing that enough number without sacrificing the spaciousness I've built into my business because I now feel like I have the capacity and desire to do so. And because I actually have a new enough number for this season of my life too. I don't ever want to chase more just for the sake of more. I want to get so clear on my desires and my goals and then be all in on that and then really enjoy when I've built it instead of constantly feeling that it's never enough. You know, building my business model around my enough number and around how I want to experience that enough number. And there's a previous episode where I dive into this more, which is called the intersection of your enough number and ideal work week. So I'd recommend listening to that. That has been how I've built deep and radical simplicity and spaciousness into my business, not by chasing more, 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 more. Okay, and finally is the advice to be customer-led. I have a mantra that I often share with my clients, which is that there's a difference between being customer-focused and customer-led. Some business advice will tell us to find out what our customer wants and give them exactly that. But I found that this is limited as there's nothing more powerful than a business owner with a really clear, focused and singular vision for their work. And that's the difference between being customer focused and customer led. With customer focused, we're clear on the needs and desires of our customer and what we offer them, but we're steering the ship with intention. Whereas customer led, we're just chasing after whatever the customer may want, but with no real vision for our work. Customer focus is how we do our most impactful work and run our business in a way that works best for us 
and how we give ourselves permission to say no to opportunities and ideas that yes could make us money but isn't aligned with how we want to be doing our work. I could dive so much deeper into all five of these today but I wanted to just give you a little bit of an overview to hopefully offer up some permission slips in case you need to opt out of any of this advice too. My biggest encouragement don't be afraid to do business your way to tune into your own inner compass to opt out of noise and advice that feels deeply out of alignment for you and just soak up the wisdom and ideas out there that can serve you but never forget that no one knows what your business needs to thrive better than you do. And as always, I am right here rooting for you every step of the way. And I'm so looking forward to diving in more together next week. And until then, I hope you have a joyful day ahead.